and welcome to the Post Party Project. My name is Amy Heinrich and I am your host. Join me as we chat all things postpartum, celebrating the highs and supporting you through the lows. Everything pregnancy and birth is just such an exciting time, but often chats about postpartum experiences get missed or overlooked because everything's about the baby, which we are also totally here for. But I'm here to hear you and hold you, figuratively speaking, and to listen to your experience. Think of this podcast as your safe space to share, vent, cry, laugh, and know that you're not alone. Now, let's get into it. Welcome back to the Post Party Project. I'm really excited to get today's episode out as I chat with one of my very good friends, Stacey. Um, I announced my that I was pregnant to her um, and she had wanted to get pregnant forever. So once I announced it, she was pretty much like, oh my God, I am going to get pregnant as well. And I'm so happy it worked out and we were able to share um, our pregnancy journey together. Unfortunately, though, Stacey got really unwell with hyperemesis scrivadarium um, or HG, which is a debilitating pregnancy related illness, which pretty much leaves women unable to work, unable to do anything um, because they have debilitating nausea and vomiting and they're often hospitalized quite a bit. So Stacy had a really rough pregnancy to that's probably underplaying it. Um, she talks to us today about everything she went through with HG and how hard her pregnancy was. Uh, we speak about her birth um, and her then going into postpartum feeling quite depleted and yeah we talk about her postpartum experience what kind of support she had and what she thinks she could have used more of uh yeah I really hope you enjoy today's chat it meant so much to me to have Stacey on the podcast and to share her her story open and honestly. Um, if anyone is going through HG right now or if you know someone who is, Stacey gives us some really great tips on how to help them and how to support them. So yeah, I hope you enjoy today's episode. Let's get into it. All right. Thank you for joining me today, Stacey. I'm so excited to hear your story. I mean, I have heard it before, but I'm excited for everyone else to hear it and to learn um, about what you went through with your pregnancy and postpartum. Me too. I'm actually really excited about this. Um, yeah, it's a interesting one. So, well, <laughs> yeah. I think it's yeah, I think it's a, interesting. Hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, let's get let's get started. So yeah, tell us a little bit about yourself and who's in your family. Um, yeah. So my name's Stacy. I'm 32, and I've got Olive, my little one-year-old, and my husband Gordon. Um, and yeah, just three of us and, um, yeah, it's a cute little family. Super happy with it. <laughs> Super happy with it. <laughs> I feel like I, I write yeah, my family. For now, for now, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to add any more. <laughs> yeah. So what do you do day to day? Are you a stay at home mom or working? I work five mornings. I work with kids who have special needs and I like to dabble in a few other things as well. But yeah, that's my main job. I work five mornings a week and then I mum for the rest of the time. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, and then, um, so when you guys got pregnant with Olive, um, yeah, how did that kind of come about? Like, did you, because I just feel like I love the story of how that happened when you were like, I'm just going to try. So do you want to yeah, explain so, that a bit more? So I, I really wanted a baby. So I actually what really wanted a baby like a year before I got pregnant. So I went and got like all my bloods done and stuff because I was in my 30s. I thought, oh, I better check whether like, you know, how my egg count is going and all that. So a year before I got pregnant, I did all that. And, you know, I was all good, had high egg count and everything like that. So and just wanted to make sure that I'm cool to wait because my husband wasn't ready. And um, but then as time went on, just like everyone's just getting pregnant around me. And I'm like, oh, I really need a baby. <laughs> and then I remember messaging you actually. And I was like, hey, Ames, I actually can't, I actually don't think I want to come to this like girls weekend because I think that's when I, when I want to try and get pregnant. <laughs> and you were like, well, you should just come because I'm actually pregnant already. <laughs> I know. What a way to break it to you. <laughs> yeah. 
and, um, and I was like oh my gosh everyone bloody pregnant and I'm not <laughs> yeah because um, the girls was, weekend was still um it was at that time it was still like a month or so or two yeah away like it was a little bit of time yeah yeah and yeah. um yeah, I was that organised. I was a weirdo. I, like, <laughs> I listened to so many fertility podcasts and stuff, like, you know, about, you know, how you plan your pregnancy. You have to, like, take your temperature and all that. Like, I was psychotic. Um, and, you know, Gordon, he's like, oh, my God, this woman, like, what do I do with her? <laughs> and then so he was still like, I'm not ready. i like, I need to be rich. You know how they do that whole I need to be rich first thing? Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah, and... Um, I was like, no, you don't. Like, we've got enough money for a baby, blah, blah, blah. So one day we were just walking in the shops and he literally just sat me down and he was like, all right, let's do it then. I was like, what? What do you mean? He's like, well, let's have a baby. <laughs> like, cool. <laughs> yes. So that month I, like, did the whole planning of it. I fully planned it. Like, I knew exactly when to do the deed and stuff. So, yeah, we literally – but the thing is like we only end up doing it a couple times because you know life gets in the way and then you know you don't you miss it so I'm like oh this month is probably not gonna work yeah and then I started feeling things like I I don't know if like anyone else has felt this but for me I think I'm very body aware so I started feeling like zings and stuff in my in my uterus like and I was like no is that like a baby is that a little zygote (laughs) (laughs) yeah and um so in my mind, I'm like, maybe I'm pregnant, like, you know, but I didn't want to say it out because just in case I'm not. And then, yeah, sure enough, that month, one day I was just so irrational and I'm like, what the heck? I mean, I'm an, an irrational person anyway, but this was next level. I was like, you know what? I'm just, it's way too early to do a test, but I'm going to do it tomorrow morning at 4 a.m. <laughs> so I wake myself up. I'm like super nervous, like, you know, butterflies in my stomach. And I did a test and then I like turned it over. I'm like, no effing way. Like what? <laughs> it was a strong, it was pretty strong already. And it, it was only like, it was way before, you know, you should take the test. And then so I was like, shit, how am I going to tell him? <laughs> I was like, did I plan a thing? And then I freaked out. He walked out and he was like, what's wrong with you? <laughs> yeah. Like, so there was no I'm cute pregnant. announcement. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And how yeah, did he that- react? He was like, no, you're not. Like, <laughs> mate, yeah, I am pregnant. <laughs> he was like, Shh. I'm like, he's like shining a torch. I'm like, you don't need to shine a torch. There's a line there. <laughs> yeah. He's like, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, and so it was baby hours. Yay. And she was a strong one from the beginning. Oh, let me tell you. You'll find <laughs> out soon how strong. <laughs> yeah. So then I guess um, with speaking uh, to you throughout, the first couple of weeks you felt okay and that was Yeah, probably- I was like, I was so naive to be honest. Like I thought, oh, yeah, I'm just going to be pregnant and I'm going to like do workouts. Yeah, I, there's a video of me like doing a workout when I was like just on five weeks. Um, I was like doing my usual workout and I was fine, you know. Um, so I had no idea, like, well, I had an idea that, you know, some complications happened, but I never, you know, thought about it or, mm. yeah. And so I probably should really mention fun. that um, you and Gordon are very like health conscious and you like yeah. both love exercise. So I guess thinking yeah. like, oh, we, we look after ourselves. Like, yeah. And things should be fine. Yeah. And he, he's, you know, as you know, very into health, like, and um, he, ordered me like the most amazing supplements like year a year before I got pregnant I was already on like big protocols to you know have a healthy baby yeah so no like I thought yeah I'm gonna be absolutely fine and so yeah then tell us what happened (laughs) yeah so five days after that amazing workout I woke up and I was like what I feel like absolute dirt and I thought oh yeah this is this is what the first trimester is you know it's like that and then I, I did my first format, woke up and I threw up and I was like, okay, okay, I feel like shit. Um, <laughs> and so I remember, I think I needed to go for a blood test that day as well. Yeah, so before this happened, actually, I went to see an obstetrician, like a GP obstetrician um, to like confirm my pregnancy and stuff. And I, w- I looked completely healthy and fine. And then, yeah, so, and then a few weeks on, obviously, I, I was extremely ill vomiting every day probably 10 to 
like probably 10 to 20 times a day. Well, yeah, I had an appointment on my eighth week and I remember walking into her office and she was like, you look like a completely different person. What's happened? And I'm like, I've been literally vomiting for the whole day and I've been bedridden since the last time I saw you. And she was like, oh, my goodness, let's take your blood pressure. And I was, it was so low. It was like 80 over 50. And she was like, okay, you're very unwell. Um, so she prescribed me some drugs, like a Danzatron and like a whole heap of different things, um, which like I'm, I don't know, I feel really weird about drugs. I'm not a, like, I don't like taking pharmaceuticals. You know, I'll take like natural supplements, but I will not like generally take. So I was stuck with this decision. Like, do I take these things that could potentially harm my baby? Or do I, yeah, do I just soldier on? So I actually tried to soldier on, like, oh, my goodness. But then after that week I was like, you know what, I'm going to need to do something because I actually can't even wash a dish. I can't mm-hmm. even, like, function. Yeah, so I started taking some of the drugs, which only stopped the vomiting. I was still nauseous for the whole day. Mm-hmm. And, like, the only way I can describe the nausea is, like, salmonella mixed with the worst hangover of your life mm. <laughs> every day <clears throat> yeah and um I remember I actually had to go to King Eddie's quite a few times because I had I was so like there was ketones in my urine I was so so unwell and Gordon and I um, looked at each other and we were like can we do this because this is actually ruining our lives like you know because yeah you couldn't work or anything right when did you have to take you had to take I a actually, lot of time off crazy thing I actually I was managing a coffee shop at the time and I actually had to work and my colleagues like bless them they were amazing they were just so supportive I was like guys like I'm literally I feel like I'm gonna die (laughs) I can't do this I literally sat down (laughs) for a lot of it and I just did paperwork and ran to the toilet so I literally sat there did paperwork and ran to the toilet and I had to make coffee and you know what coffee's like <laughs> when you're pregnant. It smells like shit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I had to like grind coffee beans and like, oh. like you know. and I don't know how I did it, but I got to 25 weeks <clears throat> of work. And when did you get um, the diagnosis as well? Yeah. So I got diagnosed at King Edward because. Yeah. And that um, was at around 12 weeks. Yeah. Is it? Oh yeah. Yeah. Just before my, my 12 week scan, they were like, yeah, this is like, this is not normal because you should already be easing off by now and you're still vomiting. Like at this point I was like 25 times a day. And I think all of us as friends watching you and supporting you, we were just so hoping that it was going to like yeah. ease up for you after the first trimester. And then when you were like, it's definitely not changing. Yeah. It was actually getting worse and like not knowing an end was like the worst thing. Like, I don't know when this, this is going to end. Is it going to end? Like when I'm, literally birthing the baby because yeah. I'm so scared it's only such like a long time when you're in it like it's yeah now that you look back yeah yeah because it was only 12 weeks I was like jeepers I have like so long to go mm-hmm. and so Gordon I wanted this baby so badly like getting a bit yeah, annoying having that conversation of um we might have to end it because I can't vomit like this and I I was getting really skinny as well I lost like I think it was seven kilos and um you're supposed to gain weight when you're pregnant not lose weight yeah so that was hard yeah <clears throat> yeah um, I remember you saying that you had to have those conversations and I just yeah. can't even imagine and I think like my husband's super medical so he wasn't really attached to the pregnancy at all he was yeah. like you know what like you're important to me and like I hate I can't watch you go through this so yeah. if we need to end it, then we have to end it. Like, yeah. but for me, I was, you know, what I'm like, I'm super emotional. And I was like, no, like, oh man, I really want this baby. But you are um, so strong and determined as well. And yeah, but, but also I had the thoughts of like, oh my God, this isn't a baby. It's a parasite. I was completely conflicted. Yeah. Until we went for our scan and, um, when we went for that scan she was so full of life like I couldn't I couldn't 
she was yeah. like jumping up and down like I was like holy cow last scared you're just a cashew nut and now you're just full on dancing in there and crazy that she was thriving <clears throat> yeah she was absolutely thriving she, at that point she was actually calculated as like I think 85th percentile or something yeah. and I was like how yeah. I've literally been like what have you been living off yeah I was so shocked like all I ate was like a potato and a frozen <laughs> Yogurt. Yeah. Like and then you throw day. it up, right? Yeah. Actually, like, I was just, and you know what? I thank my husband because he forced me to go on these supplements like a year. So, like, and I was so muscly. So, what I think happened was she was just literally sucking out the nutrients from my body that was already stored in. Mm. So, I was like, thank goodness. Because, like, what if I was just an unfit, unhealthy lady? Like, I worry, like, what would she be made of? You know? Mm. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so from then on, when I saw that scan, I was like, okay, I'm gonna do this. Like, I'm just gonna soldier on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. So time went on, and um, it just was, you know, the day to day vomiting in bed. I had yeah. extremely supportive friends. Um, I was so lucky. But you get those few friends that are like, I think it's all in your head. <laughs> <laughs> like, you just get, and then you get those friends who message you and go. I can't believe you're taking those drugs. You should just have a cup of ginger and water. Oh, my God. Like, and I'm like, oh, man, like, I love you, but, like, if you were here right now, I would punch you straight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and, like, you know, and I, bless them. Like, they don't know what to say, you know, mm-hmm. and these people are so comfortable with me that they're happy to say whatever the hell they want. But at that point, yeah. when you're pregnant, the hormones, you're like, oof, woman, you're like, you try to get punched. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, time went on and um, I think 20 weeks or something like that, it's kind of I had a good day and I was like, oh, my God. I woke mm-hmm. up and I'm like, I feel good. What is this? And then so I'm, I was like, God, we have to go out today. Like, you know, I feel good today. What's happening? So we just like there was a one day we like went out and we had lunch together. Obviously, I just I was so scared of vomiting I just ordered like the smallest thing and then I wake up the next morning and it's back so it's like Mm. from then on it was I would have like three weeks of shit and then I have like one good day and you had to you had to sacrifice so much socially in those nine months like I don't think any of us saw you at all really no Mm. no I felt really bad as well like I missed so many birthdays and like oh yeah I cancelled my baby shower yeah yeah um I literally I couldn't see myself standing there like I would not look pretty because I I look gray Mm. yeah even the customers at the coffee shop they're like Stacey you're still looking green today I'm like Mm. yeah I am (laughs) yeah that's my look for nine months (laughs) yeah so Mm. I just soldiered on honestly like by like the end like 36 weeks old I was so sick of it I was like oh my gosh I just I don't even care now I think the baby's fine let's just get her out Mm. like and let's just go let's just talk about because obviously before you got pregnant you were so invested into knowing everything about birth and pregnancy so you had did you have a birth plan going into it so I really wanted to have a birth plan but because I was so unwell like I I vaguely just listened to podcasts I'm like I can't even I don't even have the energy to like plan out my birth Mm -hmm. I had a really sweet amazing friend come over and she had a full-on birth plan and Mm -hmm. she had the most amazing birth Mm -hmm. And um, so she came over and she gave me all her notes from um, hypnobirthing mm-hmm. and because I didn't do the course, I was just like I couldn't bother doing anything. Mm-hmm. So she just gave me all the notes and, like, the music and stuff. So I was like, it's funny. I, like, my birth plan was, like, an A4 sheet and I just wrote a couple things down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was my birth plan. And I, had, I remember I had it on a clipboard and I was like, here's my birth plan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, um. Yeah, so that was it really going into it. But I knew I wanted what I wanted was a completely med-free birth. I went through the birth centre, so mm-hmm. I wanted like no epidural. I wanted, you know, pot, if possible, like a water birth and, mm-hmm. yeah, just like, which is crazy. Like, I have quite a few doctors in my family, so they're mm-hmm. all a bit like, you crazy woman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm like, just shut up. Just let me do my thing. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so that was my plan going forward. Yeah, and so then, yeah, you got to around 36 weeks and you were just saying that you yeah. literally had enough. I had enough. Like I had, I was still so sick 
And um, I had a big bottle of Clary Sage and um, <laughs> I remember mm. hearing that. Like I don't know if it actually works for women, but, yeah, I remember being, it was like 36 plus 6 towards the end. I started just diffusing it and mm. I was like, yeah, I'm just going to smell this and, like, diffuse it and it stunk. Like it smells like weed. Mm. And I was just like... Like sniffing it, and then like the next day, I was like, "Fuck it, I'm just gonna put it on my belly." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like this is so bad actually because like it's better to cook your baby longer. But I was in that mind frame. I wasn't in the. I wasn't thinking yeah. straight. Mm-hmm. I was like, you know what? I'm. I just. I'm done with it. This baby's massive and healthy. Like mm-hmm. I don't care anymore. And so I just put it all over my belly, and then yeah. So this was that like. I remember 37 weeks on the dot that morning, I rubbed it all over my belly. And then do you want me to go into the birth? Like, yeah, let's go. Let's go. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. And then um, that night of sleeping and then I felt like literally the massive, the most massive gush. Like and I was like, did I just pee myself? And then I woke up and I'm like, nope, it's definitely not pee because there's a lot of it coming out. I was like, God, my water's broken. And he, like, he woke up. He went to sleep last to bed. Like, oh, yeah. And then, like, he had his mask and he, like, put it there. And he's like, what? I'm like, yeah, look, like, and it was literally, no kidding you, like, cups and cups of water just pouring out of me. Oh, my God. I was shooting myself, like, what the hell? Because, yeah. you know, I thought it was just a trickle. You're like, you know, you yeah. don't know what it's going to be like. Yeah. And how did you feel? Were you excited or did you feel nervous? Oh, I was shaking. My knees were about to shake off me. I was just like, <laughs> I was just so nervous. And so I called my midwife um, and it got redirected to a different midwife because they work in a group. And this girl answered and she was like hell tired. And I was like, hey, um, and I felt bad. <laughs> I was like, oh, sorry to wake you, um, but my water's just broke. <laughs> yeah. And she was like, oh, no, 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 it's my job, like, you know. <laughs> yeah, you're, like, apologising, like, I hope I'm not inconveniencing you, but I think I might yeah. have a baby. Yeah, so um, my water just broke and I was like, is it normal? There's, like, freaking a litre of water on the floor. <laughs> and she was like, yeah, yeah, don't freak out. Um, Just come in and I'll see, like, if it's your waters. So I'm like, okay. And it's, like, obviously my waters because, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of water. Mm-hmm. And so okay. she. What time did you say it was? It was, I think, like 12.30 or 1. Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and she was like, how many weeks are you? I'm like 37 on the dot. And she's like, oh, you just made it because you can't birth in the birth centre if you're just before it, even a oh, day. Yeah. Um. So I was hopeful. I was like, yes. Like, you know, we get to the birth centre. It was beautiful in there. I don't know if you've seen it in there, but yeah, in the yeah. birth room. Yeah. Yeah. And, it like, it was dark. There was, like, um salt lamps around and I was like I could give birth in here this is amazing mm-hmm. and got like Gordon and I was just getting excited and I forgot that I was even nauseous because I was like <laughs> I'm about to have a baby yeah and you know so naive like no idea what's going on <laughs> yeah and um she was like oh, yep it's definitely your orders um go home go try and sleep I know you're excited but <laughs> try and sleep because you're about to give birth mm-hmm. and she's she was like if you don't progress by this amount of time, you're going to have to come in to the hospital because it was like, I think she said by 18 hours, there's like more than 18 hours, there's a risk of infection with water, with your water breaking. So she said, if it's more than that, unfortunately, you can't birth here. You have to go to the hospital. So I went home and like, I had contractions, but they weren't really like, they weren't that strong. Like I used to get really strong period cramps so I was like these are like nothing like I'm not and they're not really getting close together or anything Mm. um so I was like and it had been I think 18 hours or more Mm. at that time like look like we're gonna have to go to hospital so like my hopes of birthing the center were gone Mm. yeah so we go to the hospital and um I had to have antibiotics put in well I could say no to them I think but at that point I was like you know what I'm just gonna like try and I'm just going to be safe. Like yeah. let's just do it. Yeah. Um, yeah. But we knew that we didn't want to be on antibiotics for a long period of time. Mm. So I just went on it and the doctor that put my cannula in, he was hell tired. 
Mm-hmm. Like it was that week where there was way too many births in the you remember that week and mm-hmm. they were pushing people away and stuff. It was a crazy time. Yeah. And he came in and he was he needed a chair. He was like, I'm just gonna get a chair. Oh my like gosh. this guy's about to poke my hand. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and um he put it in and it really hurt. I was like, ow, like that is really mm-hmm. painful. I knew the cannulas for birthing were massive, but I was like, oh. Mm-hmm. And then so when I got to the they pushed me into the birth where I was going to birth into the room and they were pushing in the antibiotics. And I was like, it's burning. Like Ooh. what's going on? And, um, you know, the midwives, they don't really, they didn't really know. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I think that anesthetists are the ones that know how to put the cannula in properly. Mm-hmm. And that was, so I had to have that every few hours, mm-hmm. the antibiotics. So I had burning in my hands every Ooh. few hours. Was it yeah. any wrong? Pardon? Was it in wrong then, or it must like? Well, yeah. we find out later. Yeah. Okay. Um, then, um, yeah. So, oh, sorry. So, twenty-four hours had gone by. They're like, okay, now we have to actually induce you. We have to put um, syntocin in to get mm-hmm. get things moving. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay. So I know syntocin can be really hectic. So I was so mm-hmm. nervous for that as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so they put that in, and it was. I was starting to get contractions. I was like, oh, okay, ouch. Yeah, Gordon was asleep on the couch and I was like, oh, man, ow, like it's starting to really hurt. And then I think five hours had gone by. And so at this point I had been in labour for I think it had been 30 hours and um, they were like, they checked me. And I don't know, like the check is so painful. Have have you been checked? No, I haven't been, no. Oh, my God. Mm. It was like. It's oh, a bit graphic, but they put their fingers in and then they, I think they, like, measure it. It was oh, okay. so painful. Yeah. Like, yeah. I don't know if other women find it really painful, but, yeah. oh, my gosh, it was so awful. Yeah. That's why women reject the checks, oh, I think, because yeah. they're so awful. So nice, yeah. I hadn't progressed at all after mm. that m- amount of syntocin. I was still at zero. Mm. And, um, like, it was starting to soften a little bit, but it was still zero, nothing. Then they let me, they put it up a bit, the syntocin, and now my contractions were ramping. I had to wake up and I was like, mate, this mm. is ow. Like, mm. and, and then I had, yeah, so that went on for another six hours and then they checked me and I only got to like half. Mm. And I was like, oh, my gosh, are you kidding me? Like half a centimetre. So I'm literally nowhere near giving birth. Yeah. And, and then and they were like, okay, we're going to, we're going to ramp it up. I'm like, ramp it up from here? What do you mean? And, um, I'm already dying. Oh, sorry, I had the TENS machine. I was like, I had actually used up the, all of the fresh batteries that were in there. Oh. I was smashing that thing. Mm-hmm. And I was like, someone get me more batteries. I was like, <laughs> you know, when you're in labour, you don't actually care, like, about your dignity. You're just like, oh. fuck it, like, get me batteries. Like, <laughs> Yeah. And at that point I was like, okay, ramp it up. Sure. But give me some gas. So mm. I was on the gas and um, because, you know, gas makes you nauseous, but because I had been nauseous for nine months, I was like, oh, I know how to be nauseous. <laughs> yeah. So I just smashed the gas as well as a tennis machine. And I think they put it up. I think it was like level a hundred or something on Syntocin and there was no come down. From mm. those. I, it was just up Whoa. the whole time. And it was weird. I was in that zone. I was like, and Gordon was there holding me. And before I knew, I can't believe it. I thought it was ha- had been like an hour. And the, I remember the midwife going to me, oh, yeah, it's nearly six hours now. So I had been on level 100 oh. hours. And I thought, <laughs> I was like, oh, cool. <laughs> I was in that like zone. I was in another land for that long. I didn't realise. And I remember feeling like, I'm like, oh, I feel like, I can feel water coming down. I can feel like, like, I don't know what's happening. And it turns out that Olive was actually peeing in there. Oh, wow. She was a smart baby. She Mm. was peeing in there because I was running out of waters. Mm. How crazy. Yeah. She was like, yeah, so apparently that was what that was. I was like, Mm. why am I feeling like, I don't know Mm. if it's true or not. Like Mm. that was what the midwife told me at the time. Yeah. I was like, why do I feel this weird sensation of water but there's no actual water coming out it was the weirdest thing Mm. and then 
yeah, and also they kept checking her heart rate because it's been that long. They were a bit worried. So they were, like, checking her heart rate and they were like, this baby's like, amazing. She's keeping her heart rate so mm-hmm. level mm-hmm. and you're and the syntocin is so high. They were like, this baby is unreal. <laughs> I'm like, cool. Like, I've got a strong baby. Sweet. <laughs> and then they checked me and she was like, at this point, I think it was like 40 hours mm-hmm. or more, 40 plus hours. Yeah. And she was like, I'm so sorry. It's only one centimeter. Mm. Yeah. And um, they were like, oh, mate, look at her. I was in a state. Mm. So they went and got the doctor and the doctor, I remember her coming in. And like at this point, the doctors and the um, midwives had been amazing. I, but I had this one doctor and get this, she was pregnant. Mm-hmm. she walks in and she goes unfortunately you've just failed to progress oh my god <laughs> and I'm like in this state and I'm like I remember going I'm a failure <laughs> oh yeah mm-hmm. and um yeah and and I remember saying I can't I can't even do this like I can't be pregnant like a normal person I can't even give birth normally like oh. this is not for me I'm just a failure and Gordon was like, stop that, like, stop saying that, you know. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Like, it is what it is. You know, your body's obviously not ready. And and then the doctor goes, and then the midwife actually stood up for me and she was like, um, I think maybe you don't say that mm. to the doctor. <laughs> and so awkward. Um, and the doctor just laughed and she was like, well, that's what you call it, isn't it? And um <laughs> And anyway, and that they moved on from that, but you could see there was tension, like with mm. the midwife and the doctor, because she was the midwife, was like held my hand, and she was like, "You haven't failed. You are such a strong woman. Look at you. You've done this whole fifty hours, mm. with no pain relief. Like, <laughs> yeah. Crazy. Mm. Like most women would just be like, get me the epidural by now.' Mm. I'm like, yeah, I guess so. I'm pretty strong. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, thanks. <laughs> yeah, and then I was like." Okay, if I'm, I was like, Gordon, you decide. I'm done with decisions. You tell me what to do. Mm-hmm. And he was like, okay, babe, like, I think it's time for a C-section because, like, you've just been doing this for too long and you've, yeah. like, you're so unwell and you've not eaten for nine months. You're <laughs> <Yeah>. just, <laughs> just, like, wasting baby. away. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And um, so I, I'm really scared of surgery. I've not had any surgery in my life. So I was terrified. Like, I was so scared. And at that point, my actual midwife walked in and I was like, wow, thank goodness. The one that had been looking after me for the whole time, she walked in and she held my hand. She was like, it's okay. We got this. I'm going to be here with you. And I just think midwives are the most beautiful people. Like I just, the sacrifices they make, they don't sleep. Mm -hmm. Like, and, you know, she just held my hand and I felt so safe with her at that point. But I was still, my knees were still shaking off the bed. (laughs) (laughs) And they turned, I was like, okay, since I'm getting a C-section, can someone turn that bloody syntocin off right now? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) They lowered it, but they didn't get it off me. I was like, what are you doing? This is Mm. killing me. Yeah. Like turn that shit off. Mm. And so they turned it off. But then interesting, I was still getting full on contractions with it turned off. Yeah. So I was getting them like every few minutes I was getting intense contractions. Um, the whole way, like they were rolling me and I was still like, ah, like in pain, mm. rolling me to theatre. And then, yeah, I mean, you had the spinal block, but mm. you, you were like enjoying it. I was like. <laughs> well, I, wasn't, I wasn't contracting. I wasn't in labour. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I had to squeeze my midwife so hard when they were putting mm. the, um, yeah. the anaesthetic in. You said it didn't hurt, but I was like. It would hurt. It hurt me. Um, Yeah. And then they put, yeah. So they put that in and then it's the weirdest thing. Hey, cause you lie Mm. down and they're like, Mm. now lift your leg up. Mm. Yeah. And and you just can't. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's the weirdest thing. Yeah. I remember going, oh, is it lifting? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. They did um, the ice block thing with me. They were just like, is that cold, cold? And then I was like, nope, now I don't feel anything. And they did it all the way down to my leg. Yeah. Yeah. And I thought that was so weird. Like, I'm like, wow, this is so odd. Mm. And then I had the best team like around me. I had this anesthetist. I can't say that word. I can never say the word. Mm. Anesthetist. Standing next to me. Mm. And she was like, she looked at my cannula, you know, the one that antibiotics were put Mm. in. She was like, 
guys, who did this? She said out loud. To them. <laughs> yeah. And they were like, and, uh, and they didn't know, but I knew his name. I don't want to shame yeah. him right now. <laughs> yeah. um, and um, I was like, Dr. So-and-so did it. And he, she was like, my goodness. Mm. Sorry, love. It's so bad. Oh. Like, because they, like, they needed to give me iron, I think, because mm. iron was super low. She was like, if I put iron in that, your whole hand's going to be black. And like, <gasps> yeah. And also, and she was like, and also, like, it was burning you, wasn't it? I was like, yeah, it was bloody burning. <laughs> and she was like, yeah, it's not done very well. So I need to put another cannula in you. Oh. Is that okay? I'm like, oh, goodness. So I had two bloody cannulas <laughs> Yeah. But she did, hers was really, like, she's so good at this stuff. Mm-hmm. So she did one and, like, that was fine. And she was just so calming and like they were making jokes in there and stuff and they were trying to calm me down and and they didn't make even though they see this literally all day every day they didn't make me feel like you know I was because I was so scared I said to them like I'm literally so scared of the surgery like you know what don't worry like we've all got you Mm -hmm. and they just made me feel amazing I just remember thinking like wow these guys are amazing they pushed me in there and and then there was Gordon so that whole time Gordon couldn't come in mm. I think bef- because like they had some dads faint in there <laughs> some dads pass out so they were like no dads in here please <laughs> they didn't know Gordon was like full-on medical mm. and so they pushed me into um theater and I see him and he walks in and he's like hey babe and, and he's so calm and he's so like he's so what's the word for it where he's just like so calm and I think stoic I don't Mm. think that's the word and he's like hey babe you're gonna be fine I know you're scared but just think in about 10 minutes you're about to meet your baby and I was like oh my gosh (laughs) so I put that in my head I'm like I'm about to meet my baby and I just like ignored the the Mm. (laughs) I can hear all the instruments and I'm like oh (laughs) yeah (laughs) Um, and then so yeah so bub um, like with before I knew it, like it's so quick, isn't it? Yeah, so fast. Like, Here's your baby, and mm. then they pull your baby up, and you're like, "What?" <laughs> it, that weird feeling mm. of like that was in me. Yeah, and pull the baby up, and then, and then my midwife was like, "Oh, she's big." <laughs> like what? You haven't eaten for nine months. <laughs> like, yeah, and um, she was like. 37 weeks at that point and mm. um and so she weighed in at 3.3 kilos which is a good weight mm. and um yeah EPGAR score was nine I could hear her like crying mm. but I couldn't get to her because I'll get this I was still trying to vomit on the operating oh, table yeah <laughs> I was still oh. vomiting um well actually I couldn't really vomit because I had no feeling mm. I couldn't like contract my stomach into oh. vomit so I was going yeah. like <laughs> oh horrible <laughs> I was like um and guys I feel really sick is this normal mm. and they're like and I remember them saying like are you guys like fiddling in the stomach I don't know what <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah but yeah anyway like they sewed me up and everything and and then yeah they put her in my arms I could barely hold her because mm. you know you're so shaky mm. but then I remember like feeling this I just had tears rolling down my face, like, oh, my goodness, I did it. Mm. I bloody did it. Like, it's been, you know, it's weird because it's, like, that whole time of just, like, hating life and then you're here. Yeah, like the finish line. (laughs) Yeah, and she was all squashed up, like, poor bugger, been in there trying to get out for 50 hours. (laughs) (laughs) Her head was all squashed and swollen. Um, And uh, just it's... Like I, not every woman feels this obviously, but I just felt instant like love, mm. like over, like extremely, oh, I can't explain it. You can't explain it. Mm. Yeah, so, like overwhelming, yeah. The feeling is just so big. Yeah. Um, yeah, and Gordon as well had a tear, and he's not a crier. Mm. He had tears in his eyes, I remember. Mm. <laughs> yeah, so it was a magic moment. Hmm. And how did you feel immediately post-birth after? Were you still quite nauseous for a little bit after? I remember, no, this is the weird thing. As soon as the placenta came out, Mm. um, yeah, because I remember feeling sick on the table and then the placenta came out. Mm. It stopped. Mm. Weirdest thing. Yeah. Post-birth, the nausea instantly was gone. Mm. And uh, 
yeah, I was like, wow, this is what normal feeling normal is like. Because, you know, I've been nauseous for that whole time. I forgot. Yeah. I remember like holding her and loving her, but then also half of my brain was like, get me a sandwich. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what was your first meal? Was it just a hospital sandwich or did you have like a request? It was a photo of me actually like high on drugs, mm. like my eyes barely open and like numbing on this. Like, <laughs> <sandwich>. <laughs> yeah, I was so excited to eat without feeling sick and drink water without vomiting. Like, yeah, yeah it was, I felt, so immediately after birth, I was super happy about my baby. Um, really like quite sore obviously um, really high mm-hmm. um, and then hungry like wanting to eat because mm-hmm. it had been that long of not eating like 50 plus hours so yeah, yeah that's how I felt yeah. Um, yeah how did you go how did you decide to feed Olive um, I wanted to breastfeed but she was a lazy latcher um, yeah. it's apparently quite common for 37 week old babies to not be able to latch so she couldn't really latch mm. so um we ended up having to express and feed her, like finger feed her mm-hmm. and syringe it into her mouth and stuff. So, yeah, breastfeeding was was challenging at the start, but I'm still breastfeeding today. So, yeah. yeah and what's she, 12 months? She, what, yeah. 12 months in like two weeks? Yeah. 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 So good. Yeah. How long did it take until you felt you got more of the hang of breastfeeding? Um, so I saw lots of lactation consultants. It's amazing, like all free um, at King, next to King Edward, there's this centre there. And um, I went in there a couple of times and I had to use a nipple shield for a while. Um, so, yeah, so the first month she couldn't latch, but she, I was obviously still feeding well because she was still gaining lots of weight. So, um, but it's still really, it just wasn't great. And then when she hit a month was when it was like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, she was latching properly. And then at three months, she just pulled the nipple shield off and she was like, yeah, mm. I got this now. <laughs> she just did it herself. <laughs> She's yeah. like, I got this, mama. <laughs> yeah, she just like, she yeah. was like, no, I hate plastic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Pulled yeah. it off and started latching. I was like, okay then. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah. how did you feel um, when you got home from the hospital and you'd settled in? Did you, how did you feel? Because obviously you'd had nine months of being completely depleted. <laughs> Yeah. How did you, yeah, how did you feel? I I, I cried every single day, I think, for two months. Mm-hmm. Um, just I don't know whether it was, I don't know for sure if it was hormones or it was like postpartum anxiety or whatever it was, but I, I was really struggling. It was weird. I was like crying because I was happy. I, was, I would look at her and cry. And then I was also, also cry because I was actually sad about something and I can't explain why. Mm. yeah it was weird yeah yeah so I went through that for a while Mm. and then I actually had postpartum anxiety I think Mm. I didn't go and get help or anything but I would have like really dark thoughts like I would hold her and then I'll go for a walk outside while holding her and like because it's concrete outside I had thoughts would go into my head um this is crazy I I actually haven't told you this Mm. um I would Sometimes, like some th- dark thoughts would go, like if you drop her, she'd die right now. Mm. Um, and then that would make me feel sick, and mm. I walk inside and like calm myself down. Mm. So I would constantly be worried of her dying. Yeah. Um, so I had so much anxiety about it. Like I was micromanaging my husband. I was like micromanaging my mom, who's had six children. <laughs> I'd be like, nope, I don't do that. Don't do that. Like you know, just this psychotic woman for, like, mm. the first few months. I was just so scared of her mm. dying or hurting herself. And, yeah, I was so anxious. Yeah, yeah. it's like um, I because you hear all those horrible stories about babies who accidentally get left in the car and stuff, and yeah. I just kept thinking because you're so sleep-deprived, I was like, what if yeah. I do that? Like, what if I do something because you're just so exhausted that, yeah, like I feel like those thoughts are, yeah, probably quite yeah. common. Mm. Also because Olive didn't sleep until like eight weeks she mm. literally would I remember at six weeks I actually nearly lost my cool like because I was hallucinating I, mm. I um didn't sleep for that long that I, I actually had to walk and um be like Gordon take her now because I'm literally I actually don't know what I'm gonna do I'm, I don't know who I am right now mm. <laughs> like I just lost it um 
yeah, and like so much sleep deprivation with Olive because I think because she was a bit early, like she just didn't know what to do mm. until eight weeks, and that that's when she started sleeping through the yeah. night. And I remember like I need I didn't leave the house because I was so tired. I remembered having to go and get like go to the pharmacy or something one day, and I was that tired. Mm. I put her in the car. I actually forgot to strap her, mm. and I started driving. And drove like two minutes down, and I was like, oh, I haven't, I didn't even strap my baby in. Like, this is mm. effed up. Like, I can't even, mom. Like, mm. so I strapped her in. I actually drove home and didn't bother going because oh. I, was, I can't even drive a car right now. Mm. This probably, like, I remember I hadn't driven because I was C section. I didn't drive for like six weeks. So this was like just after six weeks. Yeah. And yeah, so. Mm. Uh, you probably can relate, like, with the no sleep and stuff. It's, it's mm. You're just not yourself, are you? Like, it's and it's so crazy how you've mentioned as well, like, a lot of things that you read and see say, oh, you know, after six weeks you're fine to do this again, you're fine to exercise, you're fine to, like, whatever most of the time, and it's just you're just not fine for quite a while after. No, you're really not. And, like, yeah, I I remember going, okay, I really should exercise. But then, like, the washing hasn't been done. The the house is a mess, uh, you know, there's so much to do. There's no time to exercise, mm-hmm. like, you know, and, yes, I never, I, to this day, my exercise is like once a month. Like yeah. I, I, keep saying, I keep saying, oh, I need to do this. And mm. my husband is a movement specialist <laughs> yeah. and I don't even exercise. Like it's, I'm, I'm keeping it real here. I don't, I do not work out. I might have lost all the weight, guys, but I'm literally a noodle. <laughs> I have open jars. Like, <laughs> how did you um how was your support network when you got home do you think that you needed more or do you think that it was pretty good I think like I could have used a little bit more my friends were amazing they all gave me like meals and and all that was great like my friends were cool I just needed a bit more I think with the c-section I needed my mum a bit more um and like she was very helpful but because Olive's not the first grandchild she had to spread out her time mm-hmm. and um yeah, I kind of needed, you know, when you just need your mum. Mm. And there were nights where I'm like, I just wish my mum was here to pick her up because I just can't do it right now, you know. Yeah. And like the whole, like you have to log roll to get up and and like continuously doing that. It's just mm. yeah, absolutely exhausting. Because um, did Gordon he did he work through it all oh, as well? Yes. So yeah. he had to go. He's self-employed. He had he had the weekend with us. We got home on Friday night and we had the weekend together and then that was it. He was back at work. So I was on my own with the baby um, most of the time and mum would come in and out here and there. But um, I just wish she could have given me a little bit more time. Mm. But, um, but yeah, apart from that, like, it's all a blur to me, to be honest. Yeah, <laughs> like, you just survive. Yeah, you just survive. That's it. And, um, yeah, I mean, yeah, it is what it is, isn't it? Yeah, and I think, I don't know, I personally found that when I was in the thick of it, it's hard to ask for help because I don't, didn't really know what I needed help with. Like it's, yeah. I don't know, I felt like I was going okay. Well, yeah, I had my mum stay with us because obviously she lives in Albany. But, yeah. yeah, it was like, yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't know. It's like you can't, I feel like you could always yeah. do with more, but then. Yeah, exactly. You also and you don't know, like, you can be like, oh, this is normal. Mums are meant to be exhausted. Yeah, or, yeah. Like, yeah that sort of feeling and uh, yeah and like also I didn't really want to ask my friends because they have their own babies and yeah. they're already stressed and pushed for time so I can't really ask my friends so I kind of mm-hmm. just was like mom yeah yeah, <laughs> um, yeah did anything come up for you postpartum that you weren't aware of or didn't expect so many things like there's so many aspects of postpartum life that you just do not expect like you know, you know about the sleep debt, but you don't know that you can get to a point of losing your mind completely and hallucinating. Mm. Um, your baby's getting sick. That is next level scary because, um, mm. as you know, Olive's been to hospital quite a few times for her wheezing. Yeah. And that that's probably the worst part of parenting for me, like watching your baby suffer. And, yeah, that really pains me and what else postpartum oh just like your body change like the um sorry the the way your body looks is just so different and 
and also the way your body works is so different. Sometimes I think I can do something, but then I go to do it and you can't. Mm. And so stuff like that, like I'm in a whole new body now and getting used to this body is just like, yeah, like, you know, I used to be so strong. <laughs> now I'm like, yeah, yeah, everything I do, I need to be careful yeah. because I'm not fully healed yet. And I might look fully healed, but I'm not like, you know, mm. my core strength isn't there and stuff. So those mm. things like after you have a baby and yeah, like the identity crisis mm. as well, like I'm a completely different human now. Mm. Um, so many sacrifices have to be made and stuff. And yeah, you just think back of your on your old life and you go, whoa. Like mm. I used to take an hour to get ready. What? Mm. Yeah, yeah. I can't even imagine what I'd look like if I had an hour to get ready now. Damn. I'd be an absolute 10. <laughs> I'm just hell getting around like a 4.5. Like um, going to work in the mornings, like some days I'm like, oh my goodness, I'm really going to go to work looking like this. <laughs> yeah. Because oh. like. You know, some mornings she's so clingy. I can't even put my eyebrows on. I have yeah. to just go. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, just accepting that fact. Whereas before I had the baby, no way I'm leaving the house without my eyebrows on. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Lonely. man. For me, it's yeah. the flyaways. Like, when do they stop? Like, I literally am like, because I've got, like, naturally curly hair. Like, some days I go out like I've been electrocuted. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, um because my hair still is still falling out. I can't believe it's still falling out, but um, it is. And, like, yeah, I know, and the little bits that grow, and you're mm. like, what the? Like, yeah, I know. These? Like, mine are almost <laughs> at the point they go behind my ear, but then if not, I've got a really creepy, stylish fringe. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, what a mess. All these things, all these mamas are going to know exactly what we're talking about. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so how did you find... Um, I guess, being a mum, how did it go for your mental health? Um, like we were saying earlier in our chat um, with the postpartum anxiety I went through, I'm still going through it, to be honest. Like it's, um, I think before I had babies, I was a baby, <laughs> my baby. <laughs> I um, was already an anxious person and it just added the next level for me, like, as you know, um, the dark thoughts about like Olive hurting herself and like dying and stuff, that still happens now and she's one years old. So, um, yeah, mental health is, is yeah, a challenge. have to work on it daily. Um, you know, like when I have a dark thought, I just have to like try and replace it with a positive one. Drives my husband absolutely bonkers mm -hmm. because he'll be doing something I'd be like, oh, no, don't do that. Um, she could hurt herself. Mm. <laughs> and, like, I do that all day and, it, like, I just can't help myself. Mm. Like, I don't know. I would feel like I have to say it. Mm. I don't know if you go through that, like, mm. you know, because dad's parents are differently, I feel, yeah. and uh, they're a bit more wild and crazy and, you know, she loves it, absolutely loves playing crazy, but I'm always like, careful like ruining the fun in the way yeah um, I can't I'm addicted to checking the monitor when Ivy naps to check if she's breathing still and I'm like she's oh. like 16 months old I'm like when does that stop I'm like is she going to be eight and I still have a camera in her room because I want to check that she's breathing <laughs> I have a similar issue like it's just I guess we're just now gonna worry until we die yeah. <laughs> this is us yeah so I guess, you add more and I guess like do you just does the worry extend when you have more than one <laughs> or do you yeah, just I is know. there a point where you just go oh fuck it <laughs> I know and the worry I guess just gets different so when like for example they'll have sleepovers and be like oh hope they're behaving at so-and-so's <laughs> house and then they'll go out and you'll be like oh my gosh yeah <laughs> oh, so yeah God. They're gonna just age really quickly. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> um, what has been most rewarding having Olive? Oh, she's just such a cool kid. Like, she's—I don't know. Like, I'm probably super biased, but she's so <laughs> funny. She's so clever, and just watching her grow and develop. Like, and she—you know—she goes to daycare, comes home with a new trick. Like, it's just. <laughs> absolutely amazing watching her grow and um turn into this little human um it's just amazing like she just um she's just so special like, I can't 
oh, I just love her so much. It's insane. Yeah. <laughs> um, she just does the funniest stuff, you know, and I'm, yeah, I just love that. Like every day I'm just laughing at her and having the best time. And I just love feeding her as well. Like I'm a massive feeder. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I cook for my child today. <laughs> yeah. I love that. I'm tempted to do like a um an Instagram page for like toddler meals, but there's so many out there already. No, I'm like, you should. You, if you love it, do it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so yeah, I just love that mm. about parenting, like watching them grow and develop and yeah. Yeah. It's the best thing. Um, if you could go back and give yourself one piece of advice, what would it be? Oh, man, just one. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we can have a couple. <laughs> um, you realise babies don't need that much. Like, they really don't. They, You know, when you're pregnant, you're like, oh, my gosh, I need to go buy all this shit. Like, mm. they don't. They need your love. They need you to be there for them, be present, um, obviously healthy food and clothes and shelter and like the main thing being love like and yeah I would just tell myself like don't worry like you don't need all this stuff you know that's the one thing and oh there's so many things I could tell myself I reckon but yeah that's the one thing that comes to mind yeah yeah um how is there anything else that we haven't covered today that you wanted to chat about um Oh, well, probably, um, yeah, if you guys, if people know anyone that's going through hyperemesis, just be there for them and listen and, like, let them vent and don't ginger them. Like, <laughs> you go have some ginger tablets, like, mm. you know, because that really did my head in. If mm. you know someone that's going through it and you've not gone through it yourself, you cannot know what it's like. And people just thinking that they know what it's like, it, just, uh, it, it frustrated me so much, like, um, because it's not morning sickness. It's so much more than that. It's just you're bedridden, you know, and, like, your life completely turns upside down. And I just feel like if you know someone that's going through it, just, like, offer them a bit of help and just listen to them and, like, don't try and give too much advice because, yeah, hormones. <laughs> they might. <laughs> <laughs> I should actually ask, like, what are you going to do in preparation for going for number two? That's a good one. Um, yeah, so, so funny. When I was pregnant with Olive, I'm like, this is it. I'm just having the one and that's it. I'm done. <laughs> but now <laughs> I've, you know, got her and she's so amazing. I just, I just need one more. <laughs> so yeah for round two like hubby and I have been chatting so we're gonna probably go for it when she's a little bit older so she's got a little bit more independence and um because the worst thing I would I could do is neglect her while I'm pregnant and that's my biggest fear going Mm. ahead with another pregnancy um yeah so the plans for next time next round we're gonna have silver chain come around which is like a nurses that come around and do your fluids so I don't have to keep going to hospital mm-hmm. so that's good then Olive will be at daycare two to three days a week so that you know helps a lot with like I don't want her to, I don't want to just put her in front of the tv although that you know if you're having to do that that's nothing wrong with that but I want to try to avoid it so I guess like all those little plans in place um yeah, and just having like a meal service maybe, yeah. um, so that I don't have to cook, and having a cleaner definitely. Mm. Yeah. Um. Yeah, because I could not even like I couldn't mop the floors, I couldn't do any dishes or anything. So putting all these little plans in place before I get pregnant, like you know, all organized, and then yeah, just making sure that that's I think like even though it's going to be really hard with a toddler next time around, I'll be so much more prepared. Whereas the first time I like, I was so naive, you know, I had no idea what was going to happen. And so that was really, really bad. But I think next time around, even though I have to manage my little olive as well, I think it's going to actually be easier. Yeah. Yeah. So those things. Yeah. Oh, that's so good. It's so good to know. And hopefully that helps anyone else like going through it or if anyone's planning and they're, they're worried they might get HG. Yeah. It's definitely like 
just pay for that cleaner. It's a short time, you know, mm-hmm. get the cleaner, get the meal service. Like, cause you know, H, you're going to be bedridden. Like it's just what it is. Mm-hmm. And you just have to get through it. It's, it's really, really hard, but in the scheme of things, if you think of it this way, it's nine months of absolute torture and hell on earth for a lifetime of happiness with your family. And that's how, that's what's getting me through it. And that's what got me through it in the end. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's making me a bit emotional. Yeah. I love that. <laughs> um, yeah. So that's how, that's what I think of when um, I'm going ahead for the next one. It's going to be hard, but in, in a lifetime, it's just nine months. So yeah. Oh, thank you so much for joining me today, babe. This has been so great. It was such a good chat. Um, Yeah, thanks for having me. Loved it so much. I hope you guys enjoyed today's chat. Um, I had so much fun recording it. If you are enjoying the post party project, don't forget to subscribe um, so you don't miss an episode. And also, if you get a chance to leave me a review, um, that would mean so much. The written reviews actually help me get higher in the charts. So then more people will be able to hear everyone's amazing postpartum stories. Um, And if you liked this episode, don't forget to share it with a friend or share it on your social media that will also help so much thanks guys